0: I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative.
1: So we have two questions again today. I feel like we've been doing this a little bit recently, having two questions. Overlapping. Yeah, sometimes I think it's nice to know you're not alone though. Definitely. Okay, I'm going to read them out. This first one's from Kat, and Kat says... When you're trying to build your blog and social channels alongside a full time job, how do you keep your creativity flowing and your motivation up to be able to create amazing content? I feel like I could be producing better content, but I'm so tired and burned out after working all day that I'm just not happy with what I'm producing. And then Amy sent us in a really similar letter where she says, I want your advice on managing your energy so you have enough left over for your growing side hustle. I work a full-time job, eight plus hours a day, seven days a week, sometimes with extra weekend requirements. To feel healthy, I need more sleep than the average person or I start getting sick very often and for long periods of time, as well as more frequent anxiety attacks. How do I conserve my energy and time to build my creative business so that I can hopefully make it full-time in the
0: future? I relate to both of our letter writers a lot. I feel like I say that a lot as well. But
1: <laughs> Because we've been there. Well, the f- you've been there. I haven't. Oh, of course. This is why I felt, again, sometimes I feel like I'm processing syndrome answering this one because i never had to build my business alongside a day job, whereas you have. So I'm so excited to hear your perspective i blogged alongside a day job yeah but it wasn't i didn't have any bigger goals for it back then the only hands-on experience i have here is my husband did this and i work with tons of clients who are doing this yeah. so i can kind of bring that external perspective but you did this when we first worked together you we met after you finished your day job as a speech therapist like at the end of your work day do you remember yeah
0: i came i think i finished a little bit earlier and you came to into Manchester bank <laughs> and came to manchester and and felt Like a huge imposter for taking work out of my real job to talk about my silly dreams. (laughs) And now look, it is a tough one because if you are anything like me, you're giving 100% to your day job, which means there is zero left for everything else. And so the first thing I learned was that I had to give a little bit less to my day job. I don't think people talk about this very much. you know. I worked for the NHS and how can you possibly be a good person and not give the NHS your 100%? How could I not give 100% to these people who needed me? But 80% still meant I was doing a really good job. I was really good at that job and me doing my 80% was still better than some other people's 100%. So recognising that and then using that 20% Towards the stuff that filled me up actually made me a better person all round. I think better to work with, better able to sort to serve my patience and better able to serve myself
1: it's so funny actually I had a call with one of my clients a few weeks ago and she has a day job but she has managed to be able to work from home now in her day job which is definitely a little easier than having to go in yeah. to an office because you just claim hours in the day from not commuting not having to get ready but she was feeling really down at the beginning of that call because she felt like she was claiming time in the day for her creative business and she felt like she wasn't you know she was feeling the guilt of the yeah. day job so I remember saying to her I think like you're not alone in this I think I will say that building a creative business alongside a day job is one of the hardest paths to take. Mm. I don't say that to make anyone feel this hard and I say that to hopefully help you feel less alone because what I see for a lot of my clients is you have so much limited time but everything you're consuming online is not acknowledging that. Yes. All the business advice, all the success stories not many people are saying, well, I worked 40 hours a week for someone else's business and then I came home and I had to feed the kids, walk the dog and I also I get really tired and I think there is a whole conversation being missed out around what that looks like because the truth is a lot of people who get to build their business really fast have a lot of privilege. In to do that. For example, so for, for me, I was out of work because I had a mental health breakdown. I moved back home to live with my parents and I lived there for two years. I didn't work. I built my business and my then boyfriend now husband he had he he lived there too he worked so he could pay our like you know food and phone bills Mm. that was a huge privilege for me to be able to get my business off the ground in that way
0: and i had the husband buffer of my husband of course but actually yeah i mean i was working it was a 38 hour week yeah yeah. i was commuting it was an hour and a half how long each way were you working while still building the business i well so my business started when i was on maternity leave so i did about two years back at the nhs I think maybe a year and a half might've been a little bit less while also building me and all while also building it. And it was hard. Like I I look back and I wonder how I did it. There was an awful lot of kind of 1am, 2am finishes. I drank a lot of wine. (laughs) I would, I mean, I would do this ridiculous commute, get home, make the tea, get Ola into bed. Then I'd come downstairs and I would open a bottle of wine and I would sit at that kitchen table and I would work. And my relationship with Rory really suffered. Like we barely saw each other for those years. My weekends, I didn't have any time off. Like my only days off from work were to go to London to events. But I was so passionate about it, I kind of didn't care. It was my obsession. And I think you have to maybe be in that headspace where you're willing to make those sacrifices short term. And I knew it was only going to be short term because I knew it wasn't sustainable for me. I was exhausted and I actually think probably pushed it too hard and paid the price with my health and had a huge crash not long after I actually did go self-employed just because I'd been kind of over overdoing it if you could go back and have done it a little slower would you yeah absolutely but then you don't hear much talk of growing slowly do you? you hear a lot of talk of now 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 go 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 and that is how my brain works like if opportunities are there I feel like I have to grab them But looking back like there are times I'm almost a little bit nostalgic for that time and one thing I will say is when you have a day job filling up your brain and filling up your life you have so many more ideas so much more inspiration and that feeling that our letter writer said our first letter there about having all these ideas for content but no time to make them. What happens when you switch and go self-employed is generally you don't have as many of those ideas and you have all the time to do it and not as many kind of exciting ideas and I miss that time of like I would drive home and I would be dictating blog posts into my (laughs) phone app my recording because that was the only time I had to write and I had so many ideas and I, I just couldn't get them out fast enough and I've heard this from so many other people that once once you actually take the leap lots of brilliant things happen and it's wonderful but one of the things you lose is the urgency yeah that urgency that got stuff out of you and and kind of put a bit of fire under you yeah
1: it's so funny any of my clients who are in this situation one of the things we always talk about is readjusting their expectations on themselves Mm. because what tends to happen for a lot of people is you you want to go as fast as possible but your actual realities of your life you do not have the time and space to go as fast Mm. as you're expecting yourself so you burn out you lose momentum you lose hope you lose faith because really what keeps you moving forward is little wins you have to keep showing yourself, on oh, I'm moving forward, I'm moving forward. So when you expect too much of yourself, you completely burn out. Because the truth is, if you are working a nine-to-five job with an hour either side for commuting, an hour in the morning to get ready, if you've got kids especially, mm. the time of that you might have, if you're lucky, half an hour on a weekday. And maybe at the weekend, you've got an afternoon, but the rest of the time has to be spent actually recharging so you can do the next week and spend time with your loved ones. But having that honest conversation with yourself around what time do I actually have available and what am I willing to sacrifice and what am I willing to not sacrifice? Mm -hmm. So so maybe you can say, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice watching TV six days a week. You know, I can save x-factor on the saturday <laughs> or whatever you like to watch but say i'm going to give up my hour of tv to work on my business but what i'm not willing to sacrifice is my sleep because i think we're living in this age of people just being like i'm going to hustle myself into the ground yeah to build this business but then what happens is you usually don't make it that far because you're burnt out and if you do make it you will crash when you build the business exactly like i did and so i think I just really want to redefine the conversation of like what we should expect of ourselves I think Kat and Amy they're kind of asking this question as if they feel like what's wrong with them Mm. that they can't find the time whereas of course you're finding it hard to find the time you're already doing a full-time day job
0: yeah it's called full-time for a reason because it fills all of your time the other thing that I kind of I think comes up for this and it certainly did for me was I was probably in a place where I could have asked to take, you know, maybe lose an afternoon a week at work, go slightly more part-time, or, you know, rejigged my life in that way, said to my husband, can you do bed every night and I'm going to... But I didn't take what I was doing seriously enough to feel like I had permission to make those requests of anything in my life because I had nothing to show for it, Mm -hmm. right? I just had a blog, I had a bit of an Instagram following and who on earth do I think I am (laughs) to go to my manager and say, actually, I need to stop working Friday afternoons because I'm going to work on my blog, or to say to my husband, you after your full day at work, you have to take more responsibility because I'm going to, you know, blog about <laughs> shoes or whatever it is other going to do. And that takes courage, it takes self-belief, and it can be difficult to find because usually you're doing something that no one else can see. It's something you can see on the horizon that if you can just get there, you can make something happen. But you have to get comfortable with the idea that you're the only one at the moment who can see that probably and if you don't advocate for it nobody else will
1: i think that's amazing advice and also this is something a lot of my clients who are in this position they share is it's really hard especially if you're in a relationship Mm. where the other person they're not quite on board yet because it's so it's still internal for you yeah and especially in very heteronormative relationships where you may have two parents working the same amount of hours but the woman just takes on exactly more of the household tasks and the man doesn't want to have to i'm using an quotes to babysit the kids
0: (laughs) right and it was certainly the case in my relationship my husband earned more than me Mm -hmm. so we were both working equivalent hours but he earned more which in my head meant he worked harder
1: so you had to come home and put in the, the second shift
0: yeah I had to make up what I was lacking in financial income, which is not what I believe. And it's not how the world works. But on some really gut fundamental level, looking back, I know I completely did believe that.
1: Yeah. I think anyone who is pursuing a creative dream alongside a day job is a fucking hero. Absolutely. Because you are choosing more for yourself than the path you've already built for yourself because it is harder for you. If you are in a day job, it is just harder for you, especially if you're in a situation where you don't have the option to even leave the day job or go part time. Mm. So you're a single parent and you have to make as much as you can, but you've got this big dream. So I think number one, you're a hero. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. And number two, a lot of the advice you're going to consume is not going to serve you right now. And where I see a lot of people going wrong is you're consuming advice from someone who's like, just use every hour under the sun or get this much content out. And it just is going to make you feel less And you have taking a different route where you have to be a little sneakier in the way you get to where you're going to get to because you're on a different path than someone who has a trust fund or all the hours in the world to build their own business.
0: And let's be real here, a lot of the people writing these advices, selling classes, are products of trust funds they are from really comfortable backgrounds they've had lots of privileged education and so they don't know firsthand what it is you're going through they don't understand it's easy for them to say schedule your days and and prioritize these things because they've not had the same experiences that you have had and I've talked about this with you Jen before but I really believe that actually kind of coming at it from this other direction has just as many advantages and there may be a bit harder to spot because we can all see the advantage of coming from a wealthy background and having the time and freedom to build something the way you want to build it from scratch but actually doing it this way kind of balancing it with your day job it it gives you different perspective it gives you different strengths and I've I, br- I have brought so many strengths to my business because I worked while I was setting it up because I've been in the world of work and and met so many different types of people. Like none of that is wasted. None of those skills, none of that time is wasted. It's all part of what you're going to bring to the business you're slowly building.
1: Something me and Alex always said when he was working full-time as a barista, and we always knew that our dream and his dream was for him to work for himself full-time too, is that his day job was ultimately providing for his dream yes because his day job meant that he was making the money to contribute to the family and one day when he is where he is now where he's working for himself full-time it would have been a part of the path to get there so sometimes I do a lot of the time with my clients especially if you're really unhappy in your day job and you want to build a business like you're building a business that will eventually be your full-time career sometimes the trap that I see some of my clients fall into is they start to see the business as the escape from the day job but the truth is it's not an escape route it's this bigger career that you're building for yourself and if you see it as a ticking clock of i have to get out there as fast as i can your head's not in the right place for the business but if you flip it around and if you think well this day job means that i don't have to ask of this business whether it's not yet ready to give me and this can make me feel stable in my life and take care of myself and my family and when the
0: business is ready to do that i
1: can transition into that there's actually a bit of freedom there
0: and it puts the fun back into it that you can actually enjoy what you're building instead of feeling like it's constantly a race that you're losing and you're falling behind
1: yeah which is the most like demotivating feeling and I think I find so much from my clients who are in day jobs is they compare their output to someone who's not got a day jobs output yeah I, I have a client who have day jobs are clients who have young children they tend to see well I only this week all I did was write half a blog post and like map out this service that I might want to offer one day I feel like a failure and like because I've seen this other person they've posted five times on their blog I hear them you've used your life minutes that you had available to sow these awesome seeds for your future business and so I think my biggest encouragement for Kat and Amy is please do not compare yourself to someone in a different circumstance than you and please don't apologize for being tired and for being burned out and for needing rest
0: yeah, I loved actually, was it Amy that said, I need more sleep yeah, than the yeah, average yeah. person. And she took ownership of that because yeah. that I I relate. I'm sure you relate, Jen. Some of us need more sleep and it is a need. It's not a want. It's not you being self-indulgent. It's not you taking more than your share. And we have to put those things first. Those I sacrifice sleep and I don't really recommend it. For all I look back with nostalgia, I think that might be the wine that makes me have fun memories <laughs> of that time. Yeah, look look for other areas in your life that you can make space i would even
1: recommend like making a list of things i am willing to sacrifice for my creative dream and things i'm not willing to sacrifice so maybe you are willing to sacrifice tv time or maybe you are willing to sacrifice um a certain like expense in your life so you can save up a transition fund mm. but what you're not willing to sacrifice is sleep or quality time of your loved ones or be really clear for you what is you're willing to sacrifice in the pursuit of this like for me when I was building my business I was willing to sacrifice like I didn't get a haircut for two years yeah but I wasn't willing to sacrifice taking care of my mental health for example Mm -hmm. so I think I have this belief like your business should not make you feel less whole and I think we're living in this age of like hustle 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 yeah and we are being told like give everything you've got to make your dream happen but then you make your dream happen and you don't feel like a person anymore totally it's so
0: true One thing for me that really got me through actually was just finding my passion in my business and following that because I think when you're low on energy, when you're low on motivation and low on time, you want your downtime to be enjoyable. And if it's not, if you're spending it like scheduling tweets or whatever things you've read, yeah, forcing yourself to do whatever you've read you're supposed to be doing you're going to burn out even faster because you you're not having that downtime but for me it was like I I couldn't wait to write those blog posts that's why I was having to dictate them in the car <laughs> I couldn't wait for my lunch break to check my Instagram messages I couldn't wait for my drive home to listen to the rest of that audiobook or that podcast that I felt I was learning so much from and I think you have to follow, I mean I'm a big advocate of this anyway in your business I don't do a lot of like content planning and stuff in advance because I follow my passion, I follow my interest and I listen to kind of, you know, what, what my business is telling me, what my audience is telling me. But if you can find whatever element it is, it's different for every business, of course, but the creating, the creativity, the thing that feels fun to you, then it won't feel like work and it's a lot easier to... Make space for that in your day to day life,
1: I think that's amazing especially from someone who you know how it felt, yeah when you were there. I think a couple of practical things that I've seen have really helped some of the people I've worked with is number one, try and be smart about when you schedule time for your business energetically mm. so say for example, one of my clients, something she's managed to do in her day job is go from being a permanent worker to a freelance worker which has just given her a little bit more freedom to structure her time and she's gone down to four days a week and she's kept her Monday free because her Monday she starts the week off with her energy and that's for her business so then no
0: matter what happens that week she's done her business First thing. That's that thing about you know, 80%, 20%, give you 80% back to your day job, but that twenty percent is yours. Yeah. Use it wisely.
1: So if you find that on a Monday evening you're less tired than you are on a Wednesday evening, then Monday evening might be like, okay, I can get an hour's worth of work done. And maybe on a Tuesday I can get half an hour. But then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I just need to honor the fact that I'm tired. And then maybe at the weekend, after I've had some time to rest, I might have another half an hour or a few hours to give. Mm -hmm. So I'd be really smart about when you are putting your energy towards your business. The other thing I would recommend, and this is the bit that I see everyone not do, is schedule time for you too. Yes. Because if you're looking at your calendar and you just seeing, well, this is when I have to work and this is when I have my family and life commitments, So this is when I'm going to put in having time to work on my business. I had a client recently and she was saying, the only thing I do once a week is go to this exercise class. And I hate the exercise class. And <laughs> well, we couldn't stop laughing together because we were like, so the one thing you do for yourself a week, you hate. You and so it's kind of... Schedule time for you whatever fills you up as a human whether it's reading a book or going for a walk or like having coffee with your best friend or watching binge watching your favorite show for an evening you have to schedule in that time where you will not make it you will be burnt out and you'll be resentful of everything and I think we see it as backwards but it's actually it sounds like a counterproductive way but the more you take care of you the more you will get done in the long run
0: especially if you're trying to write blog posts if you're trying to create content you need to live life In order to be able to draw on life and talk about it. And if all you do is work, you can only talk about work. Yeah, and you will lose yourself. I don't know about you, Sarah.
1: For me, I don't ever like saying, like, you don't have to work hard to make a dream come true. Because getting my business off the ground is one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was a big push to get there. But I think I could have done it with less stress Mm -hmm. if I'd have just not believed a lie that you have to burn yourself out for your business and I don't think I would have minded even having to go a little slower if I didn't end up so burnt out on the end of the first year I also think there's nothing wrong with going at a slower more sustainable pace because it's kind of thinking to yourself I can go really fast now and burn out or I can go a little slower but actually get there faster in the long run yeah
0: either way it's gonna take just as long and one way feels a lot more comfortable than the other yeah and I just I think it again comes back to not comparing your pace to
1: anybody else's yeah like when you were doing the full-time day job and building your business did you find yourself comparing yourself to people who are already full-time
0: Actually, I don't think I did, but mainly because back then there wasn't really yeah, an influencer scene. There wasn't many people. I'm I'm pretty good at not finding people to compare myself to <laughs> um, and staying in my little bubble for that. So I wasn't really doing that. But I think I was still comparing myself to what I thought I could be doing if only I had the space and the time. And, and yeah. I think another thing to ask is like, is anything draining your
1: energy right now?
0: Yeah. That doesn't
1: have to be. Because if your day job's draining your energy... And you don't have a choice about that, then that's just your responsibility to make that paycheck. Yeah. But maybe you have a friend or family member who's bothering you every week you yeah. can set some boundaries. With, or maybe you have a, a commitment you've made in your real life, maybe to do a bake sale. I don't know, I'm making things up here, that you can take off the table. So it's maybe making a list of what's draining me in my life right now and what do I have a choice around. And so, for example, maybe scrolling through social media is draining you. Yeah, Maybe it's something as small as that. Maybe it's not having a good evening routine that means you get a good quality sleep. Who knows what it is but it's kind of there may be things you can cut out to save energy that doesn't have
0: to actually be anything to do with your day job. The other thing and this might be a little bit controversial but I don't actually know anyone who's made the leap from day job to full-time business who hasn't bent the rules a little bit about what's a work hour and what's a home hour and maybe done a little bit of their business work from their, their office desk and I know Emma Gannon talks about this a little bit in the multi-hyphen method, but this whole notion of like bums on seats and you go into your office and you're there nine to five. And apart from your lunch break, you are meant to be working non-stop. But actually, if when we look at productivity studies and we look at actually how humans work, we go through this ebb and flow and there's a lot of wasted time within those hours of the day. And I think most people listening know those hours where they go to the BBC website and scroll through the headlines <laughs> or stop by Topshop and just see what's new in because they just need a bit of a break. And actually acknowledging that you're not spending every single minute of your working day working for that company And maybe giving yourself permission instead of to just waste that time if it's a way that feels draining or it doesn't fill you up. If you're doing like I was doing and reading the Daily Mail sidebar (laughs) and making yourself angry and disappointed with the whole world, maybe swapping that time and saying we're going to actually spend those 20 minutes writing this blog post or replying to emails that gives you motivation in your day job because you feel like okay now I've really got to get this work finished by the end of the day it puts you ahead of the game in your creative business and it means that when you go home maybe you've got a bit more time to rest and relax yeah for sure and
1: I think also like coming back to the things if they're draining you I mean this comes from a privileged point of view but say you're doing a lot of housework do you have 20 quid to spare each week to invest in a cleaner, or could you
0: leave the housework and
1: let the house get a bit messier? Yes, redefine what the house yeah. has to look like for sure. And, and also, is there someone in your life you can lean on? Do you do you feel the pressure to do everything, but you're not actually asking your teammates in life to carry their fair exactly. share too? And
0: because it's like we said at the beginning, it's not for forever. It can feel like there's no end in sight. Absolutely, but you know, if you ask your friend, your neighbor to help with your childcare one afternoon a week for the next year. In a year's time, you could be in a completely different place where you're ready and able to repay that favor. And what would that spare afternoon a week get you? And what would it buy you in terms of headspace, energy and productivity?
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes we feel like if we don't have an abundance of time, we can't get anything done. But you can do a lot with a little bit of time. I always say to people with limited time, when they're building a business, is the most important thing is that you're putting your energy with the biggest return on investment. Yeah. So you don't really have a lot of time to waste in your business, yes,
0: yeah, so you get really good at prioritizing. Yeah, and you and it's get a strength.
1: Yeah, and you get really good at building a very lean, focused business. Yeah, you're not going to be wasting time trying to be on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest all at the same time. And I think also I do. I it's that phrase of like the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. So I think when you've got limited time, you need a bit more focus and structure for how to use your time. Sometimes, so that you every week what you need to keep momentum is to feel like you're moving forward with also not being disheartened on the weeks where you don't move forward because there will be those weeks you will have a week where you get a cold or work was crazy or your kid was off sick from school so kind of also not worrying so much about the week in week out but how it's all adding up to a bigger picture
0: definitely I find it really helpful to literally break everything down and that was when I started doing that but I still do it now so say rather than write on my to-do list send out my hashtag newsletter, which I send out every month, I would write, that was the title, but that breaks down into about 20 smaller things, which are research hashtags, contact the people who created the hashtags, start typing it into MailChimp, find pictures to go with it, all of those different steps. And one of those things is my to-do list for that day, so that you can actually see the progress you're making. Because if you just write that big thing that big send out the newsletter every day that's not happening and you can't see that you're actually getting closer to making it happen
1: and there is something really amazing about taking small steps towards your goal because it just it it like it adds up the energy levels for you you will feel more energized the more you show up for your business in many ways yeah and I think it's just having a clear plan of action moving forward that is realistic with the time you have available and then being really intentional with how you navigate your energy throughout the week I think it simplifying it, that, it, it sounds even too simple because I know how hard this is. I see it for so many people how hard this is. But a, anything you have control over, you get to make the decision around what you do with that part of your life. And that all makes a difference. Totally. And I think this is something probably more to think long term. But I also wouldn't be afraid. Hope, never underestimate the power of hope in a situation like this. Because if you feel trapped and stuck you're probably that's a really hard energy to navigate so sometimes what my clients find helpful is to is to just get realistic around what would it look like to transition from there what needs to happen for this to become my day job so how much money does it need to be making how much savings do i need in the bank what i need what progress i need to see even if that's years off Mm -hmm. from where you are if you can see where you're going, you can reverse engineer it. And I also would say celebrate the little wins. So if, say, one month your goal was to just get a really simple Squarespace website up and running, and that's and you just you give yourself a month or two months to get that done, and it goes live, don't then say, oh, well, what's next? Take a minute to actually celebrate that. Yeah, enjoy it yeah because I will tell you this once it's your full-time job and this business has to make you all your money it's a different ball game to be in I wouldn't go back because I love where I am now but there's a special window of time when your business is, it's just a special window of time that you never experience again totally agree yeah and and the energy that it brings with it and the excitement they just the, all the possibilities yeah. the, the naivety the wonderful naivety of that moment
0: absolutely is something to cherish and not
1: to rush your way out of and I would also say I think in the situation situation, seek out stories from people who've been in a similar situation to you. Because I think listening to someone say, oh, I left my job and I built a business from scratch is not helpful <laughs> if you have to build your business alongside a day job. Seek out stories of people on podcasts or books or articles who have done what you had to do, who have managed a busy life and built a business and in a way that works for them. Because I think that can just be such fuel for motivation to know that you're not alone, that it is. I think if I can say anything to Kat and Amy as like, Just because this is hard doesn't mean that it's not possible. And if you can give yourself anything, give yourself a mission to do it in a way that works for you, please don't sacrifice
0: yourself in the pursuit of your dreams. Totally. Because it's not a race. It's just a path. And you can walk along that path at any pace that works for you. The end isn't going anywhere.
1: And maybe just get really honest with yourself. Like, okay how would I love to be spending my time for my creative work or creative business right now? Like what's important to me? And usually at the very beginning, it's, you know, building the brand and building community. And it's like, what's little things I can do each, even if you find looking at your business tasks on a weekly basis, too much pressure, pull it out to the month. Yeah. I find cycle tracking so fascinating. Have you looked into cycle i haven't i need to i would really recommend like the hormone horoscope app for anyone this would be fascinating for because it's really interesting to see how on different weeks of the month you're more motivated you're more focused you're more energized you're more optimistic so you may find that in a month period if you're someone who menstruates (laughs) that you might have weeks where you get more done Mm. and even if it's nothing to do with period cycles maybe it's just the way you work maybe you have a really busy week at work mm-hmm. and then it slows down maybe whatever it is just don't feel the pressure to measure yourself on a weekly basis I think that can be really disheartening whereas if you look at it on a monthly or quarter basis you can see more of a bird's eye view of
0: how you're moving forward that makes sense for everyone I think regardless of whether you're yeah I do working it now time. yeah
1: if I message myself on
0: a weekly basis
1: I would be on such a roller coaster of emotions
0: All well, I say this to people who are checking their Instagram followers every day and are driving themselves crazy with the loss and the subtraction you can't look at it you need a bigger scale than that yeah. you need to zoom out and I
1: would say Kat and Amy the skills you will develop from being able to manage your time so well and prioritize your time will come in so handy when you are a full-time business
0: owner absolutely yeah I think that's something that you can't learn any other way so it's a real advantage and just because it's hard doesn't mean that you can't do it because the truth is Sarah
1: did it I know so many people who have done this and who are doing this. It's just the quieter stories. It's not a sexy story to say it took me three years to build my business on the side before I could quit my job and go full time. Yeah, wants, that that's look, not snappy. That doesn't look good on in an Instagram on a sales page. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the story. And just so if you're listening to this and you've been feeling like you're doing it all wrong because it's taking you time, no, you're probably exactly where you need to be and we are rooting for you always 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 and please anyone listening if you have any advice for Kat and Amy or anyone else in the situation we would love to hear your voice.
0: yeah so use the hashtag dear hopeful creative on twitter on instagram anywhere else and tag us and we'll come along and join in too
1: and if you have a question that you would love us to dive into on the show please submit it at letters from a
0: you can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We're going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.